0: Hello my hormonal beauties, welcome back to episode 2 of the Hormonal and Fit AF podcast. I am your host Stacey and I am here to support, educate and make you feel normal with your hormonal journeys. If you enjoy the podcast, don't forget to hit the follow button on wherever you listen to your podcast. small disclaimer before we start this episode I am not a medical professional all the information that you will hear on this podcast are my own views and my own extensive research if you have any concerns about your own hormone health please seek advice from a medical professional Welcome back guys. Thank you for coming back to episode 2 of the Hormonal and Fit AF podcast. I am completely overwhelmed by the feedback that I got from episode 1. So so much feedback and I do appreciate it all so so much. I appreciate all your shares, all your tags, all your telling all your friends about the podcast. I really really do appreciate it. I actually wasn't sure how this podcast would be received. And to be honest, I was probably a little bit apprehensive about beginning it initially. Hormones can be such a taboo subject and especially within the coaching industry, which is where my business is based, no one really speaks about it. So that is why I'm here. That's what triggered me to take the plunge to shout about hormone health is the amount of women that I see struggling on a daily basis with this subject. Women who don't understand what is going on with their bodies as their hormones change. If you think about it, if we fall pregnant, we know roughly what to expect. There's guidance at each stage of the pregnancy, classes that we can attend. You'll have a midwife who will support you with questions that you've got. Why is there not no step-by-step support like this when we age and struggle along with how our hormones change and our bodies change as this this goes on as we age. I find that I find that difficult and that is why I'm here. I want to try and just raise a little bit more awareness for everyone that is struggling with these things. So I see you all. I see you listening, waving your arms in the air and I'm here because I decided to try and pay it forward in some way, if possible, to pay it forward to women who I speak to daily, I have so many women who touch base with me over email, worldwide in my DMs, within my client base, who are struggling. Some of these messages as well are full of so much sadness and I really want to try and just help people along with this. So yeah, to build a supportive community which will massively help people and it's something that's really lacking in my opinion. There's currently around 13 million women in the UK and the Republic of Ireland who are perimenopausal right now. Now, the online coaching industry is completely saturated, but I can assure you it's not saturated with coaches who know how to deal with women with hormonal imbalances. Cookie cutter training and meal plans for these women are not going to work. And these women's bodies are not going to respond the same way that other people's might who aren't going through these hormonal changes. So it can be a very, very confusing place. And I do hear you, like if you if you are sitting listening to this and this all resonates with you, I'm here to support you, okay? And your daily struggles and try and help build you back to the happy, vibrant, energetic person that you deserve to be. Hormone health itself really really ignited my soul within my business recently I love coaching and transforming lives but helping women with their hormone health problems is next level to me and I no longer think it's acceptable for us to brush these symptoms aside with the old famous sayings that it's part of the aging life for women and we just need to get on with it so buckle up and get ready for the ride. Last week, I spoke a lot about the menstrual cycle and which hormones can affect us at different times of the month. So in today's episode, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper and I'm going to discuss what oestrogen actually is and what its role is within the female body. Okay, so get yourself settled in and grab a pen and paper if you need one. I'm old school like that and I can't remember things very well, especially when I'm learning. So I need to write things down. So take what you need from this and leave what you don't. So what is estrogen? Estrogen is our hormone queen and very crucial within a woman's body to keep us happy and healthy. It's like a magical messenger that plays a major role in many aspects of a woman's health and well-being. Picture it like this oestrogen is like the conductor of an orchestra making sure all the instruments organs and systems work together in harmony. It's primarily produced in the ovaries but other tissues like fat cells and adrenal glands also produce smaller amounts of oestrogen too. So what does oestrogen actually do within the body? It's got lots of different roles, but let me run through some of them that are the most important for us females. So it looks after our reproductive system. So oestrogen like the mastermind behind the menstrual cycle. It helps regulate the whole process from the development of the eggs in the ovaries to preparing the uterus for pregnancy. It's the reason why women's bodies go through those monthly periods, which we discussed in episode one. Second one, which is quite important, is bone health. So oestrogen is like our guardian angel for our bones. It helps maintain their strength and density, which is especially important as women get older and face the risk of the likes of osteoporosis. Number three is your heart health. So very important one. Oestrogen is like our heart's little hero. It helps keep the blood vessels flexible, which can lower the risk of heart disease. Number four is our mood and emotions. We've all all dealt with this one. Oestrogen is like our emotional buddy. It can influence mood and behavior, and it may even help with feelings of well-being too. Next one is our skin and hair. So estrogen is like the beauty guru as well. It plays a big part in keeping your skin nice and soft and your hair nice and glossy as well. And the last one on my list is brain function. So this is a big one. Estrogen is like your your little clever companion for your brain. It affects your brain cells and it may play A role in memory and cognitive function as well. I'm going to touch on this a little bit later in the podcast because brain function is definitely a big one, particularly with me as well. Recently, this is one symptom that I am definitely struggling with from time to time. In fact, let me tell you a little story just now before we go on. I had the opticians this week. Okay, so I took my car into town because I was running late and I didn't have time to walk. So I took my car, and as I was in my car driving through town, I, all of a sudden, could not remember why I was in my car. I knew, obviously, I was going somewhere, but it completely just went blank from my brain where I was going, and it drove me up the wall. When it finally came back to me that I was going to get my eyes tested, I then couldn't, I could picture where the opticians was, but I couldn't picture how to get there, i.e. in my car, which car park was gonna be the closest, Car park to the opticians, and then once I did get to the car park that I could remember was closest to it, I got out my car and I couldn't for the life of me remember. I could picture where the the optician was, I couldn't for the life of me remember how to get there from the car park to there walking. And once I got there, it made so much sense, and it was just all those little bits. It was just like my brain wasn't going round, like the clogs weren't turning. So I am, as I say, going to touch on this in a little second, but that's a little story from me that happened this week. And these little things happening can be super, super frustrating. And it is something that's definitely just down to estrogen levels changing. So they are all things there that estrogen actually does within the female body. So here's the thing estrogen is amazing for lots of different reasons, but it needs to be in balance. So too much estrogen or too little estrogen can lead to problems. What happens to our oestrogen levels as we age and start to go through the likes of the menopause? This is the part that I found super interesting. So our oestrogen levels will fluctuate around at different times of the month. In particular, in early stages of perimenopause, oestrogen levels can fluctuate quite unpredictably. Some months oestrogen levels may be higher than usual and other months they may be lower This irregularity can cause changes in the length and intensity of menstrual cycles. As the perimenopause progresses, oestrogen levels tend to decline, but often the oestrogen levels can actually decline quite rapidly. So listen to this stat. Oestrogen plummets to about 2-5% to of the levels of oestrogen that we had before. That's not going down by 20%. That's not going down by 50%. That's going down by about 95% of what levels of oestrogen you had previously. So when you put that into perspective, that really, really just makes us think about the symptoms that women will be suffering from when oestrogen is dropping, that why we sometimes suffer with these symptoms quite extremely I, yeah, that, that was a big one for me and more the fact that I hadn't heard that before until I researched it quite in depth myself. like It's not something that you hear about a lot. We know that these hormones change, but I've never heard that that, had, that declined so rapidly within a lot of women. So this estrogen decrease can lead to various symptoms. I did touch on some of these in the last episode, but I just want to go over them again just so we're clear on what can happen when oestrogen goes down. So irregular periods, your menstrual cycle may become erratic. You may miss periods or have heavier or lighter flows from month to month. Hot flashes and night sweats. Oestrogen fluctuations can trigger sudden feelings of heat and sweating in particular, yeah, at nighttime. Mood swings. This is a big one for probably lots of us and it's not fine either. It's not a nice thing to to go through. So estrogen influences our neurotransmitters in the brain. So its fluctuations may contribute to mood swings and irritability as well. Sleep disturbances. So nighttime hot flashes and hormonal changes, particularly drops in estrogen and progesterone can disrupt sleep patterns. And this obviously combined with the The night sweats as well can just put us down for some nights of sleep that aren't going to be very, very settled at all. Changes in your bone health. Oestrogen helps protect bone density, so decreased levels during perimenopause may increase the risk of osteoporosis. This reason alone is a reason why I try and encourage all women to incorporate weight training within their lives. As we get past the age of 30, our bone density levels naturally start to decline. So let's try and aid our bones the best way possible by keeping them as strong as we can and incorporating weight training into your routine is going to help with that massively. Decline in cognitive function aka brain fog which I've already spoken about there. Um is a big, big one, so I want to actually go into brain fog a little bit further just because this seems to be a little bit of a hot topic, and I think this is a very common one with perimenopausal women. So how are women affected by brain fog during perimenopause and the menopause? Imagine your brain is like a supercomputer, so it's running smoothly and efficiently most of the time, but during perimenopause which is the transitional phase before menopause, things can get a little bit wonky. Brain fog is like a temporary hiccup in this otherwise amazing system that we've got going on. Perimenopause brings hormonal changes, including fluctuations in estrogen and progesterone levels. These hormones are like conductors in your brain orchestra, helping with memory, mood, focus and when these are not quite in sync it can lead to moments of brain fog or forgetfulness so what does brain fog feel like it's like searching for your favorite song let's say we still used CDs on a messy desk you know it's there somewhere but it's hard to find you might forget where you put your keys i've also done this been searching for my key for ages and it was actually in my other hand, (laughs) or have trouble recalling names or words. It's totally normal, and if you are feeling these symptoms, then you're definitely not alone. But fear not, there are some friendly strategies to cope with brain fog during perimenopause, and I'm going to run through some of them with you guys. Things that I think that can help, and things that are just natural remedies that will kind of keep things in a little bit of a better place. So first one is to try and stay organised. Keep a planner or if you want to use your smartphone and there's lots of different apps you can get nowadays which can help with this to jot things down. I love to do this. I'm such an organised person when it comes to lists. I love a list. I need to know what I need to get done and I actually like to do what you call a brain dump and sometimes twice a day. So morning I will get up and I get my bit of paper and anything that is going through my head I write it down so whether that is things you need to do today whether that is things that you need to do that week anything important you need to pop it down on that bit of paper I think it also helps just declutter that brain a little bit easier and it helps us just not feel a little bit overwhelmed with too many tabs open. So I actually like to do this sometimes morning and nighttime. If I still feel later on in the day that I am a little bit cluttered and the clogs are still spinning too much, I like to do it before bed as well. So I think trying to stay organized is a big one that really helps with that. Exercising regularly. So physical activity is like a brain booster. It helps improve blood flow to the brain. And enhances your cognitive function as well even if that means just getting out for a walk okay we don't need to be going to the gym and doing crazy crazy workouts going out and getting fresh air and getting your steps in is a massive one so please try and make sure that you are moving on a daily basis for those different reasons there. Getting enough sleep sleep is like magic for our brain so we want to try and get about 7 to 8 hours a night and i know obviously this sleep might be not as deep as we would like it to be especially if you find that you are struggling with the symptoms in terms of the um disturbed sleep and the night sweats that is going to make us a little bit more difficult to stay in that deep sleep which is the sleep that just helps us recharge our batteries but also making sure that you try and prepare for sleep well. So making sure your bedtime routine is good. Can be useful if you take a shower before bed and maybe a shower. I'm not saying you need to have a cold one because I know everyone's not a fan of that, but trying to have a cooler shower will help just take your body temperature down a little bit before bed. And also trying to make sure that you do prep for bed well. So not sitting on technology till the moment we try and shut our eyes because these blue lights aren't great for us trying to wind down. And maybe trying to have a bath, putting the phone away. So I actually put my phone away on the other unit, which isn't beside my bed. And I also put my phone on Do Not Disturb after nine o'clock at night, which is something that has helped massively with me. It sounds really, really simple, but the best way to get better sleep is to go to bed earlier, to to prepare for bed earlier. So try and maybe pay attention to that one massively. Having a healthy diet. This is a big one for helping with brain fog and I'm going to dive into this in a little second after this just with some notes of things that can help with brain fog in a little bit more detail food-wise. But yeah, having a healthy diet will help massively. Eating a balanced diet with those estrogen-regulating foods that I will discuss in a little second with you. Trying to reduce stress. This is a big, big one. If we've got too much cortisol running around the body, it is basically going to fog our brain. I would advise trying to practice relaxation techniques such as meditation. And if you're not into meditation, there are some really good apps out there and podcasts. If you go into the podcast library and just type in meditation, it will come up with some morning ones. It will come up with some evening ones. It will come up with some anti-anxiety ones. There's loads of them. So have a look on there. Things like meditation or yoga, things that are going to just help us reduce stress. Whatever you find that is a good stress reliever for you, I would be thinking about doing these activities. And the last one is brain exercises. So engage in your mind with puzzles, reading, learning new skills, whatever that you find gives your brain a workout. For me, it is listening to podcasts. I love to read. I actually don't watch much TV anymore. I have found that TV just clogs my brain even further. Don't get me wrong, I still love a little bit of, the old Yellowstone or standers, but I do like to not engage in too much TV because I do find it doesn't wind my brain up in any positive way a lot of the time. So try and find activities that are good for you and, and activities that do engage your brain in good ways. So brain fog might not be permanent for you it might not be something that's always going to be there but it is definitely a symptom to perimenopause so if you find that you do struggle with it then hopefully those little tips there will help you on how to just keep it in a little bit of a better place brain fog can sometimes be caused by various factors I don't want you to think that if you have brain fog, that is definitely down to the perimenopause. It can also be down to some other factors and in particular, some nutritional deficiencies. So I'm going to run through which nutritional deficiencies this can sometimes be. So you can make a little note of these as well. So you've got vitamin B12. This is essential for our nerve function and red blood cell production. So that is one. And it is super important for our brain to be nice and healthy. You can actually get this as an injection. So I think that is sometimes a little bit more useful than taking the likes of a supplement. It can just get into the bloodstream a little bit better and it is absorbed a little bit better that way. Vitamin D is important for your overall brain health and cognitive function. So that is one that I would definitely take on a daily basis. Iron. Iron is crucial for oxygen transportation in the body, including the brain. And you have omega-3 fatty acids. That's a big one. I would definitely make sure that I incorporate there. So it is vital for the brain's structure and function and inadequate levels may affect in your cognitive abilities and contri- contribute towards brain fog as well. Magnesium, my favorite friend. So that is a supplement that if you haven't heard me before say that all women should take. This is a big one. This one also helps massively with keeping your hormones balanced. It can also help relieve symptoms of PMS and it is involved in many neurological processes, including neurotransmitter regulation and nerve function with the brain. So make sure you get a magnesium supplement down you on a daily basis. You cannot go wrong with that. You've also got vitamin B1 and also zinc. They can be super helpful for just keeping the brain nice and happy. So that's a little list there of things that you could possibly want to incorporate. But I would definitely go with vitamin B12, omega-3 fatty acids and the magnesium. I would pop those into your daily supplements as a must. And hopefully you may feel the benefits from those over time. So I'm just going to round up today's episode with a little note on foods that can help regulate our oestrogen levels. So foods that we can consume within our diet, which will help just keep your oestrogen levels in a little bit of a better place. So we've got flax seeds. So we can maybe sprinkle these on the likes of yogurt or add to smoothies or add to salads. We have soy products. These are super, super good for regulating our estrogen levels. Um, We have vegetables. Eat your veggies, broccoli, cauliflower, all the greens, get them down you. Berries, blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, all delicious little hormone helpers within the body, and they're also packed with antioxidants, which can help aid in hormonal balance as well. Citrus fruits, so the likes of your oranges, lemons, grapefruits. They're not only super refreshing and yummy to eat, you could add these to smoothies as well, obviously. The vitamins in these will help reduce the levels of cortisol, a stress hormone that can interfere with estrogen regulation. Want to keep that stress at bay as much as possible. Nuts and seeds are a big one, so they will provide healthy fats and vitamin E, which support your hormonal health. Whole grains, the likes of brown rice, quinoa, oats, they are great sources of fibre and B vitamins, which will help your body metabolise oestrogen better. If you're wanting some smelly breath, garlic and onions, these additions to your meals can contain sulfur compounds that assist the liver in flushing out excess estrogen, which I did touch on in the last episode. Obviously, different times of the month, our our, our liver is going to be under a little bit more pressure to break down these hormones that are flushing around our body. Leafy greens are great. Let's make sure we eat as much leafy greens as possible. So they're nutrient-packed veggies that will help promote your hormone balance. And the last one on my list is turmeric. This little golden spice is like the anti-inflammatory champion and it can help your body maintain proper estrogen levels. So there's a little list for you. Make sure you add those into your diet, get all the goodness in you and help your body maintain a healthy estrogen level as much as we can any of you that are interested in this if you search Zoe Health if you don't know who they are I would look them up on your podcast provider because they have some really interesting podcasts but they are scientists at the King's College in London and they recently did a massive massive study the biggest one to date on how to deal with symptoms of the menopause during and after. So your hot flushes, weight gain, brain fog and much more. And the outcome of this study basically was that a varied plant-based diet could be life-changing for many women along with maintaining a healthy gut. So symptoms to the menopause can be Helped to be managed and reduced slightly by following a plant based diet i 'm not going to go into the healthy gut bit just now because that can be a whole other podcast, but there are lots of ways that we can promote our gut to stay nice and healthy, and that is something else that we want to be thinking about There we go. That is a little breakdown of estrogen and what it is and why it's so important for us females not only females in general but females who are starting to go through the perimenopause or the menopause so I hope you found that super helpful and next episode I am going to touch on perimenopause and the best steps for women who are trying to achieve fat loss. So make sure you tune in next week for that episode. Thank you so much guys for listening. I'm absolutely loving just helping you guys learn a little bit more about the female body and I hope you guys are enjoying it too. Don't forget to share the podcast. Give me your feedback. Follow us on wherever you listen to your podcast and make sure that you tune in next week. I hope you have a lovely, lovely day and I hope your hormones are happy to you.